So first of all, Yeshikach to Reb Tzvi. It gets a real interest every every single week. Such a such a beautiful service. Thank you, thank you so very much. The weeks that we're on. The weeks that we're on. Yeah. All right. God, it's one week. <laughs> it's part of next week. It's Hashem. It's Hashem. Thank you. And it was so wonderful to have Rebelli here. But so you have to admit, like the truth is, if one had to paint a picture. As to what Erev Shabbos looks like, I think this is, this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. For you to be together, to learn Torah, to sing together, to make a Lachaim together, to bring in Shabbos just a little bit earlier. Not, not to wait till the 18 minutes, but already to begin Thursday night, to be able to be Mosif on the Kiddush of Shabbos is such an incredible schos. And the only thing that can make it better is that we have the schos to learn the Hele of the Chalban. So we're going to continue Mir Hashem tonight. I definitely uh, ran off more uh, more copies, more sheets, I should say, than what we're going to learn. We're not going to get through all that. I think if one thing that we've seen from the Chalban is that it's slow, it's slow going. In other words, you know, everything just everything just takes time. And again, the ideas, although the wording, you know, they say in Hebrew, the gibush ra'ayonot, you know, the, the articulation of the ideas sometimes seems simple. We delve a little bit more into it. It's something so profound, something so beautiful. It's Mamish Mashiach Torah. So we'll say with that, let's let's begin. So we're beginning on page Nun Hey. On page Nun Hey. I'm sorry? Because she hasn't taken so long. So it makes sense that the limit of Mashiach takes so long also. It's true. Okay, so we'll say so with that page page Nun Hey. So let's let's begin. So write the Khalban as follows. Vine. Ikra Torah Fahevdal Benagolos Subinagula. So we've seen this already a couple of times, that the fundamental difference, one thing that Chalban has really highlighted over here, is that the fundamental distinction between Golos and between Gula is in Das, is in the way we understand things, right? That's one of the things that's become most profound is, I think before we started learning the Chalban, so we often thought that the fundamental essence of Golos was a geographic one, right? Gula means I'm in Eretz Yisrael, Golos means I'm in Chutz La'aretz. But what the Chalban has taught us is that the real profundity in Golos lies in the fact that our perception of everything is different. Our perception of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our perception of Torah, our perception of Am Yisrael, our perception of our own personal mission, everything is fundamentally different in Golos. Das shel geula, mul das shel galos. There's geula das, and there's galos das. There's galos das. Shu sod mochin de gadlus, mul mochin de katnus. Most you know in the Zohar, you see this in Chassidus all the time, mochin de gadlus versus mochin de katnus, which for our purposes we'll call it being large-minded versus being small-minded. And I will say, even if you think about this in terms of how the Chalban started. I don't know how long we've been doing this safer. It feels like a long time. I don't think it's been all that long. But remember, when we first started, the whole Yisod, the Chalban pointed out, was that the fundamental difference between Golos and Geula is that in Golos, the focus is on the self. And remember, said the Chalban, not, not like in a selfish way, not like I only care about me. But if you ask a Golos Jew, 
What's your job in this world? What is a godless Jew going to say? What is he going to say? Be the best, Be the best me. <laughs> right? We, spoke about, we speak about this all the time. Become the best version of yourself. And that's beautiful, by the way. But says the Chabam, that's godless. You ask a Geula Jew, what's your, what's your tachlis? What's your job? What is the Geula Jew going to answer? To be part of the Klal. To be part of the Klal. That my, 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 my goal, my, my essence, is to be a limb of the body. The Gullus Jew is a limb. The Geula Jew is part of the body. It's part of the body. So, so the Chaban calls that, it's a, it's, a, it's a distinction between being small-minded versus, versus large-minded. Right? Small-minded versus... But we'll say, by the way, which one is better, Mochin the Godless, Mochin the Katnus? So, right, so, so the first one... <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's often te- right. So it's often tempting to say, "Of course, mochin the godlos gula." So I'll say, remember, when it comes to these things, yes. it's not a shaila of. It's not a shaila of. It really answers yes. It's not a shaila of which one's better, which one's worse. They're just two fundamentally different different statements. It's kind of like you know, when you're a child, you could have an argument. You know, which is better, vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice cream, right? And then as you get older, what do you realize? Right, I, ice cream. Right, <laughs> ice cream. As you get older, you realize I'll eat anything. Right, so as, no. So as I get older, I realize the truth is it's not a machlokas. They're two dissimilar things. In other words, it's not a machlokas which is better, chocolate or vanilla. They're two different things. Well, what's what's better, Tuesdays or Wednesdays? It's it's two different things. So we'll say so to a certain degree, the what we call the mochin de gadlus, mochin de katnus, the das of geula, the das of galus. They're just two different animals. They're two fundamentally different things. He goes on. This is what we were just saying before. The Chaban says very often, when it comes to Golos and Geula, we focused on the external distinctions between Golos and Geula. What's, what's Golos? Golos is the departure from Eretz Yisrael, and dispersion of the Jewish people. But says the Chaban, that's chitzonius. Right? We're, right? Not being in Eretz Yisrael, that's true, it's painful. It's painful. But that's an external thing. The fact that Chal Yisrael is dispersed, that's an external thing. say This is so profound. The Chaban says, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the real distinction between Golos and Geula fundamentally lies in Das, right? In the Das. There's a different Das in Golos. There's a different Das in Geula. There's just a fundamentally different Das. And again, that goes back to what we said before. The way we view ourselves, the way we view HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the way we view Torah, everything is fundamentally different in Golos versus Geula. So what's like, What's so profound about this is, I think more often than not, we're fully focused on the Chitzonius, right? We're fully focused ultimately again on the external distinctions, right? You ask a Jew, what's Golos? Golos, Golos is not being in Eretz Yisrael. Golos is Chal Yisrael scattered. The Chaban says, yeah, that, that's true, but that's not the essence. The essence of Golos is my Neshama is different. The essence of Golos is my Torah is different. The essence of Golos is my relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is different. Everything is fundamentally different. And so the Rebbe goes on, he says, Rebbe says, just like you ask someone, 
What's the difference between Eretz Yisrael and Chutz Laaretz? What's your difference between Eretz Yisrael and Baltimore? What's, what's, what's the difference? What's the difference? So, say, so first of all, in Eretz Yisrael, things are open after 9 o'clock. Right? That, that's, that's number one, right? He'll say, but, but, but listen to this. He says, What's the essence of the difference between Eretz Yisrael and Golos? He says, She'eretz Yisrael himakom das elokim emes. See, so let's say, you ask people, is there Eretz Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael and, and Chutz Laaretz? So, of course, again, on, on one level, on one level, of course, Eretz Yisrael has the Mekomos HaKidoshim, the Kosel, Marasa Machpelo, Kever Rochel, Tzfas, all these wonderful places. That's external. That, even the, that's external. The real distinction is Himakom Das Elokim Emes. And we'll say, you know what the real distinction is? That Eretz Yisrael is the place where you can truly and fully come to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Can you come to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Chutz Laaretz? Can you? Yeah. Of course. Of course. Can you fully come to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu? We'll say, you know what it's like? It's like the chilek between engagement and marriage. Right? When you're engaged to someone, right? let's say you've been dating that person for a long time, you think you know them. You think you know them. And, and you do. You know many, many, many things about them. But it's in a doma, it's in a doma, that level of knowledge you have with, with that spouse once marriage occurs. Then before marriage, no, no matter, you could have been engaged for five years. Right? Lamaisa, there's just a difference. That's Golos and Geula. The way I know HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Golos could be so beautiful and so fantastic and so happy and so special. But it's not the same as Eretz Yisrael. You, could, you shouldn't use the word, excuse me, the word fully. I mean, no God, that's impossible. No, I, I remember that's that's what the Chalban is saying. But is that whatever what, whatever fully whatever fully means whatever okay. fully fully in accordance with our ability to fully know God whatever whatever it means in the shleimus of our knowledge whatever whatever that level is that we're able to attain we're able to attain it in in the time of Geula Lachim. Here's what's fascinating. Therefore, again, when the ability to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu ultimately dissipated, so it's actually also very interesting. The interesting part we're going to talk about over here is kind of the way in which these, what the progression is. See, the Chaban posits that at the end of the day, the first step to Golos is not physical dispersion. The first step of Golas is the loss of relationship. There's a loss of relationship. I don't know HaKadosh Baruch Hu as I once did. Then Golas comes. Then Golas comes. Machmas choser hashaychos hapenimis lemadregas Eretz Yisrael. And I will say, we're going to talk about this, now we're going to get into this a little bit more. But the Chabad's making two major points here. Point number one is that the fundamental distinction between Golas and Geula is not often man- is not manifest in the external distinctions that we often focus on. Rather, the fundamental difference in Golos and Geula is manifest ultimately again in what? In the internal peace, in the ability to know Hashem. I know Hashem differently in Golos than I do in Geula. It's just fundamentally different. 
Just, by the way, we, we're looking for a knife sponsor, plastic knife sponsor for next week's share. I, I want to tell you, this has been, this has been like a, a, an experiment in human behavior for me. Because I definitely don't put it, I'm very curious. By the way, you've all failed miserably, right? Mamish, like, who's going to break first and actually go and either, Adam David, you know, never. Like, you're using two forks. This is like a third world country. That's like a, by the way, exactly, exactly. If we, if we would get a committee of women, there'd be China, there'd be China, there'd be linen. That'd be service. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. We're, we're eating with three forks. Three forks. Right. Until we give up and just tear it apart with our hands. It's incredible. All right. So let's say. So therefore, again, it's very true. It's very true. So let's say. So so the Chaban says that the real essence, the real essence of Geula, of Geula, is the ability to know Hakadosh Baruch on a deeper level. They both say the next part. He says something very interesting. So how does Gullus occur? How does Gullus occur? Gullus occurs, the first step of Gullus, Gullus is what he calls Machmas Choser Hashaychus Hapnimis, the Madregas Eretz Yisrael. The first step of Gullus is not physical dispersion. The first step of Gullus ultimately is we stop knowing God. We stop knowing God. It's like any relationship, right? The first step when the relationship begins to decompose is not when, is not when I physically distance myself. The first step is when, again, the relationship begins to thaw and the parties begin to distance themselves a little bit from one another, not even geographically, just emotionally. The Chaban writes, this idea that the fundamental distinction between Golos and Gula lies not in geography, but rather, again, lies in Das, in the way we understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he says, is in the Pesukim, Ka'omro, quotes the Pesach from Yeshaya, Lachin Gala Ami Mibli Das. Therefore, again, my nation has been exiled. And how does the Navi refer to Klal Yisrael? Mibli Das. They don't have Das. They don't have Das. We'll say, what does that mean? They lost. They lost the intimacy in their relationship. They lost the closeness. Right? They lost that connection. Golos begins when there's a rupturing of Das of Klal Yisrael. Ki ikar ha-golos b'nefilas ha-das l'katnos o'memela ba'a b'kvoseha gam nedidas ha-guf. Ultimately, I will say, this is very profound. See, the Chaban says, Golos began for our ancestors when they were still in Eretz Yisrael. See, I will say, we often think, when did Golos begin? Okay, so in the first base of Mikdash, it was when Nebuchadnezzar let us out of Eretz Yisrael. And in the second base of Mikdash, it was when the Romans, you know, also let us out. Man says, it's not true. Gullus actually began already while we were still living in the land. Gullus already began while we, were still, while, while we were still firmly situated in Eretz Yisrael. Because when did Gullus really begin? Benefilas hadas lekatnos. When we become so small in the way we know Hashem, when we become so small in the way we know ourselves, and when we become so small in the way that we know our fellow members of Klav Yisrael, when there's katnos hadas, that's galos. Which I will say is an overwhelming thing, because what it means is geographically, you could be where you're supposed to be, but emotionally, cognitively, spiritually, if I'm not up to par, then I'm in galos. You could be in Eretz Yisrael, and you could be in Galos. He how goes on. Tie, how does he tie the two things together then? 
It's all the same thing. He's going to tie it together, but essentially what we're going to see is like this. In the Chaban's model, when you have Geula Das, and you have this, you have this Tfisa on who HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, and what Torah is, and what Ruchnius is, the natural progression of that is Klal Yisrael. Is an achdos beklali So again, he didn't spell out the progression yet. We're going to get to it. Hopefully tonight. Emir Tzah Hashem. Is the nefil asadas? Is that the catalyst or is that the result? Oh, so this is incredible. So that's a good question. The Chaban says it's the catalyst. He says galus. See, remember again what the Chaban is doing here is he's highlighting two different frameworks of galus. There's galus chitzoni and there's galus pnimi. There's external galus. There's internal galus. Right. External galus is dispersion from the land. But what he's positing is, when does external galus occur? External galus is the result. What is it the result of? Galus pinimi. And what's galus pinimi? Nefila sadas. When I lose my das. I lose my das. Lose I lo- it. Does it happen automatically? No, so that's, look, that goes back to then the Gemara's that talk about why Klal Yisrael lost the Beis HaMikdosh. So that could be again, so correct. When, when we're going to see what the Chaban is going to say is when, I, when, when we engage in systemic, erroneous, spiritually undermining behavior, you lose your das. And then when you, and correct, the result, the result of egregious, egregious anti-spiritual behavior is a loss of das. Is, correct. And by the way, I just want to point out, if you look, well, correct, that is correct. And then, and then again, the loss of das is then the catalyst, is then the catalyst for physical dispersion. So what's so overwhelming about this is, we always focus on galos as the galos chitzoni, as the exile from the land. And what the Chaban is introducing us to is this incredibly different way of looking at Galus, that fundamentally it's not about the dispersion from land. That's the result. It's really about the Nefilas Das. What's that? Everybody has pages, Mayor? You didn't need? Good. Anyone? There should be extra all around. Okay. Good. Ruvain, Dovi, everyone's Moshi. You have. Yisrael, so you have good, good. Everyone goes, did it do any times, and then we... Oh, so, so good, so all right. So I'll say, so remember, we're going to have to try to figure out... By the way, the beauty of this is, what it sounds like from the Chalban, there... Oh, let, let, let's see, let's see. Let's, let's go a little weiter. You're going to see, he's going to spell out some of these items. Is there, is there a relation between Das, Katnus, and the Mochin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's essentially using those terms interchangeably. What the Zohar calls Mochin de Katnus, he calls Das de Katnus, or Katnus so Adas. I'm sorry? It is a, correct. He's, this is his interpretation of the Zohar. I think when the Zohar speaks about Mochin the Katnus, Mochin the Gadlos, Mochin the Gadlos is quote unquote better. But the truth is, when you examine them, they're really fundamentally different. Just like Galus and Gula, which one is better? Obviously, Gula is better, but they're two fundamentally dissimilar states. How do you the word Literally means thoughts. Das. Das. Moach. Correct. Correct. So, we'll say, let's go weiter. She says over here as follows. Now, now remember, here's, the, here's a very exciting piece. Look what, look what the Chaban says. So now remember again, whatever is going to work in one direction 
has to work in the opposite direction. So if the definition of galos, real galos, is galos penimi, right? Is galos penimi, is internal galos, so that you can even be sitting on the holy soil of Eretz Yisrael, but still be in a state of galos. It's all about what my das is. So that's incredible because ula hapech, iker ha that tells you then they're both say, what's geula? What's geula? Whether it's geula chitzoni, what's geula chitzoni? Being Eretz Yisrael. Right? Be, but he says, but Ikra Gaula, he bishlemos hadas. Sebo say, the Ikr of Gaula, the Ikr of Gaula is not external, it's internal. It's this ability to have shlemos hadas. Ke omro altachlis ha Gaula, ki mala haaret dea es Hashem. Velo yelamdu od ish esreyehu, ki kulam yedu osi. Lochem. We'll say, look at this paragraph. Bottom paragraph, page Nunhei. Lachain, Savin Hatif, says the Chaban. Listen very carefully. I will say, when the Chaban says, listen very carefully, we need to listen. Sheikr kidum hagula be'es hazos. So I will say, the ability to, to hasten, right? The ability to bring the Gaula in our times. The Iker bi'asa bepoel mamish tuluyim heim binekudazu. Liknos as hadas shel geula mochin the gadlos. How do we bring the geula? How do we bring the geula? So the Chaban pauses. The only way to bring geula is ultimately to acquire the das of geula. To acquire the das of geula, mochin the gadlos, an expansive das. Now, both say what that means. What that means and how you do that, we have no idea yet. But at least now there's a framework. In other words, because both say it's just the other side of the coin. If Golos could begin while I'm in Eretz Yisrael, now this is the exciting part, if Golos could begin while I'm inside Eretz Yisrael because Golos Penimi begins kind of when the Das contracts, when the Das becomes small, then ultimately again, maybe it's possible for Geula to begin even when? Even when? Even in Golos. Maybe it's possible. Maybe it's possible for Geula to begin, not to be completed, for Geula to begin. I will say, just like Geula isn't, isn't fully completed until when? Until when? Until we're exiled off the land. Geula is not complete until we get back to Eretz Yisrael. But maybe Geula could begin with Geula's Penimi, with an inner Geula, with an expansiveness of the Das, an increasing of the Das. Shehu habitoi hamamoshi shalis orus mishena. Now, both say this is the ultimate expression and manifestation of an awakening from the slumber. We spoke about again sleep and the notion of sleep of mochin dekatnos, of a lack of spiritual awareness. So, how does geula start? Says the Chalman, geula starts internally. Geula starts by trying to acquire the das of Geula, by trying to create a more expansive das for ourselves. How? What? What? We're going to talk about that. Vizoi has orus hamuvaas bepesach elio uramuza bekasuv hakitsu veraninu shochne afar. And I will say this is the deeper taich. This is the deeper meaning of the pasuk. Hakitsu veraninu. Literally, wake up, wake up, and rejoice. Shochne afar. What's the waking up? The waking up is. Find your inner das. Find your mochin de gadlos. Find your expansive das. Look for the das of geula. Even though right now I'm physically situated in galos, we could begin to look for this das. Turn the page of Osai. See, he writes, 
Ha'hechrech l'ashuv la'aretz. This is the title. Right? He says, Ha'hechrech l'ashuv la'aretz. Rakla achem ikin liknos das gula. So I say, so now obviously the question that comes up is, can we acquire this das, this gula das, before we are physically situated in Eretz Yisrael? Can that happen? Can I have, can I, essentially what it's saying is, can I begin to experience gula penimi before I begin to experience Gula Chitzoni. So I'll say, look what the Chaban writes, page Nun Vav. He writes, Ube'emes, Afshai Yitzya Legolos, Hischila Bi'ibor Adas. So writes the Chaban something amazing. Even though Halacha Lamaisa, the Yitzya Legolos, right? The going out to Golos began when? Bi'ibor Adas. We spoke about before. When does Golos begin? Golos didn't begin with physical exile. Gavos began already while we were situated in Eretz Yisrael when we began to lose our das. So we'll say, by the way, isn't it an incredible thing? You know, one of the major takeaways we're going to see from this, and just even feel it now, is we often put so much emphasis on the chitzoni. On the chitzoni. Right? And I don't, I don't mean chitzoni like dress. and that. I'm not talking about that. I mean chitzoni from a behavioral perspective. Right? And we put, and again, and understandably so, because Lamaisa, again, Judaism is a, is a religion of laws, right? And it's a religion of behaviors. So we often put so much emphasis and, and really focus on proficiency in the external and in the behavioral. But we spend so little time, sometimes, focusing on the panimi. Hey, do I say, what does it mean to have a relationship with Hashem? I want to tell you something. In, today's in, in, in the dorm in which we live, I, I, don't, I don't do a chasana without, um, most times, without having chasana kalago for premarital counseling. Right? right? Why? Because the truth is, there's something very interesting in our world right now, which is people really don't fully understand relationships. They, I don't know what it is. I, I, don't, I don't think that, that we're any better or worse than, than what was there. But there just seems to be something fundamentally different in the fabric of relationships contemporarily about people's understanding about what it means to be vested in a relationship. What does it mean to love someone else? What does it mean to be there for someone else? What does it mean to sacrifice for someone else? What does that mean? What does it mean that when you're with someone in a relationship and they don't agree with you, what does it mean not to always get your way? Or never get your way, right? What does that mean and how does that look like, right? When, in all seriousness, when are you Mavatar and when should you stay? It's an amazing thing. We've lost, like, everyone knows you buy a gift on an anniversary, a birthday, you do this, you do that. There, I know the behavioral stuff you have to do. But, like, how as a mensch does a person engage in a relationship? And I'll tell you something. I don't know, Dr. Solomon can speak to this better than I can, but, <laughs> but it, it is, it, it, it's astounding to me how the panemius of relationship seems to, not lost, that's way too severe, but it seems to be a little bit of a forgotten art about what it means to work on something, not externally, but internally. And I think we see this in Yiddishkeit also, right? We see, we see again young people who are simply fundamentally uninspired, fundamentally uninspired. They go through a system, right? They know all Amitesh Malachas, all this, all this, this, but could care less about any of it. How does that happen? Right? How does that happen that a boy or girl could go through a yeshiva, Beis Yaakov, day school system and literally not 
care. I know I have all the information, but it's absolutely meaningless to me. And I both said the answer is very simple. Very complex and very simple. Yes, we see. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I say, all to, everybody, everybody has their strengths. Some people are schnitzel. Right? Say, so again, I think, I think there are many answers. I think one of the answers is we don't focus on Paninius. We don't focus on Paninius. Right? How many of us who are products of the yeshiva system learned about the Ribono Shalom? Learned, learned about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does it mean? Or, or, or had, a, had, had a class... Relationship with God 101. What does it mean to have a relationship with your infinite father? What does that mean? How, how, how does that look? What do you have to say? What do you have to do? How do you interact? Relationship with HaKadosh Baruch What does that mean? The same way we learn how to daven, we never learn why we daven. Right? So the most important thing is you could read. Right? In, and today's day and age, that's, that's an accomplishment also in, the, right? in, in a lot of the yeshivas. Right? You could read, right? Baruch Hashem, I have Kriya skills. Good. Why, why are you doing it? Why, 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 is, why is it important to do it? What, why is this something that I should do three times a day? The panemia, so I'll say, is something that is so lost. It's a lost art. But understand, see... It's easy to indict. It's the system. It's the teachers. It's the this. It's the that. It's the parents. It's the this. It's much simpler. Well, so you know what it's called? You know what the loss of Panemius is called? It's called Gullus. It's called Gullus. That's what Gullus is. Gullus, well, so remember again, what did we learn a few weeks ago? That, right, what's the Torah of Gullus? What's the Torah of Gullus? Little review. Halacha. Dalit Amashal Halacha. Right, that's because what's Gullus? What's Yiddish kite? A lot of times in Gullus, it's what to do and how to do it. It's what to, it, it is to a certain degree. It is a little bit relegated to the behavioral sphere, and so as a result of that, sometimes the panemius is lost. Now, let's say, isn't it an incredible thing? I see this all the time. That's why you see often young men and women who are totally like out of touch with their Yiddish kite. I went through all the motions. They go to Eretz Yisrael, and suddenly again they love Yiddish kite. Hello, it, it, it was in your house, like for the last 15 years, right? It was your, your, your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, everybody's doing this. What, what? Because we'll say, that's gullus, that's gullus. And sometimes all it takes is a little bit of a taste of gula. You don't need full gula, a little bit of a taste of gula, a little bit of a taste of panemius in order to be able to shake out of that slumber, the hakitsu v'raninu. So it says the Chalban, he goes on, he says, Listen to this. The Chalban posits, although we're gonna, he's going to challenge this assertion as well, that although Golos begins while you're still physically in Eretz Yisrael, right? Again, I'm physically situated in the land, but Lamai said the Das is eroded, he says, Geula happens a different way. Geula, Chalban posits, the Das only comes after you go back to Eretz Yisrael. And I will say, now, don't get, don't get down on that, because we'll say, the Shaila is going to be, who has to go back to Eretz Yisrael? Right? Is it everybody back in Eretz Yisrael? All of Am Yisrael? So again, we're going to see, but this is what the Chalban is positing, that in Geula, in Geula, geography is a prerequisite, or the, I say differently, the Chitzonius, is a prerequisite ultimately again for the panemius. 
Lefishi Efshar Liknos Es Hadas Shal Geula Ela Be'eretz Yisrael Sha'avira Machkim. Chazerov said the Chavan posits it has to be that way. Chazerov said there's something different in the air of Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara Sekundi Maran Babasra Gemara quotes it that the air of Eretz Yisrael makes one wiser. Avira De'arad Yisrael Machkim. So therefore the Chavan posits that the Das of Geula could only come from the geographic location. Lefichach. Does he speak all the time about relationship or about speculative knowledge? Correct. He's he's not using Rakim as an intellectual idea. Everything that he's talking about with Das is on a spiritual level. So we're going to see. He's going to expand on this a little bit. So he says in Geula, first there has to be a return to Eretz Yisrael. And only after there's a return to Eretz Yisrael, ultimately again, could there be mochin de gadlus? Could there be the mindset of gula? V'hu, I want to listen to this mashal. V'hu kidugmas hakatan. She'egil ha-mitzvos. She'reishis kol margil atzmo b'maase ha-mitzvos. U'la'achra mikan na'ase b'sha la'da'as ha-Torah v'omke ha-mitzvos. Shabbos said the same way it is in maturation. How does it work in a child's maturation? Again, you can't start with panemius. What do you have to start with? You have to start with chitzonius, right? You have to start with externalities, right? What, what is chinuch when a child is young? Chinuch is all behavioral, right? Do this, do this, behave like this. Then once the child gets older, then I can begin to give them the panemius. Ki baliki yumam i efshar lahaskil onkam. So I'll say what the chaban, the nimshal, right? So the, the mushal is that the same way the child has to first approach things behaviorally, and then the understanding, the emotion, the das comes later on. The Chaban posits in Gula, it's the same thing. First, we have to get back to Eretz Yisrael. I need the framework of Eretz Yisrael. I need the physicality of Eretz Yisrael. Once I have that, then the process of Gula could occur. He says, Here he says, It is impossible to fully appreciate the depth and the profundity of Gula and all of its light without entering into Eretz Yisrael. Makom ha Obeys hakibol lahashpa osel, because Rabbi say, what is Eretz Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael is the place of Geula, and Rabbi say this lashon is so. Beis hakibol lahashpa osel. Rabbi say, you're never going to see more beautiful terminology. Basically, the Eretz Yisrael is the receptacle for all of the shefa, the flow of blessing of Geula. Eretz Yisrael is the only kli, it's the only utensil for this. Levichach sibavahan hagal yona. So therefore, the Chaban says, here's the amazing part. So remember, the Chaban is not saying that all of Am Yisrael has to return to Eretz Yisrael in order for the process of Geula to occur, or to begin, I should say. He's saying just Am Yisrael in some significant representation has to begin the process of return. Once that happens, the physical framework of Geula is activated and once the physical framework of Gula is activated, then what? Then what? Then the panemius of Gula could begin to occur as well. And that's why it writes, Therefore, again, through the hashkach of Hashem, we have begun to return to Eretz Yisrael. And I must remember again, who are the people who were responsible for the modern day Yeshuv, right? For the modern day habitation of Eretz Yisrael. 
It wasn't people of great spiritual depth, right? It wasn't people with great panemius. It wasn't people with das, right? Mochen de godless, he says, but that's okay. That's okay. They started the process by, by, by allowing us to inhabit the land. They ultimately created the framework. And therefore, again, after Am Yisrael begins to inhabit Eretz Yisrael, then the spirit of the Ribono Shal Olam can begin to exist within the cloud. Isn't this absolutely incredible? So as much as we've always been trying to say that Golos and Gula are two sides of the same coin, they're not. I mean, they are, but they're not. The processes are fundamentally different. That whereas Golos could begin even when we are physically situated in Eretz Yisrael, you could be in Golos and be in Eretz Yisrael, because Golos begins with the breakdown of the Das, the breakdown of the Pnimi, not the breakdown of the Chitzoni. Gula, excuse me, says the Chalban, could only occur when Am Yisrael returns to Eretz Yisrael. The framework, the framework ultimately again of Eretz Yisrael is fundamentally necessary in order to restart the process of Gu'ulas Penimi. But says the Chaban, once that happens, once Am Yisrael returns to Eretz Yisrael in some measurable way, then ultimately again, says the Chaban, the Ruach Hashem begins to beat inside of the nation. And I will say what we're going to see is something amazing. When it says it begins to beat inside of the nation, who, 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 who does that cover? Who's in the nation? Who's in the nation? Everyone, including who? Even the people in Gullus. Right? Even, what was that? It's the woman of the wall. Even them, every Jew, right? Every Jew. They're not gonna, they're, it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, if you sit up front, there's like a certain level of restraint. You know, you that. <laughs> so, 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 so when, when, when that Shechina, right? When the Ruach Hashem begins to beat within the heart of Klal Yisrael, it begins to beat within the heart of every single Jew, which means that even the Jew who is geographically in Golos ultimately again could begin to feel Gu'ula Hapanimi, could begin to feel ultimately again this redemptive process beginning to flourish, beginning to occur, the mochin, the God was sprouting inside of him. So maybe we'll sing, we'll sing one more, one more song before Marif. We'll stop here, Rabbi So next week, next week is Purim. We're going to have the shir. We're having this, uh, many of us are having this uh, suda here. So again, at some point in time, come, I'm going to bring my Chaban with me. Right? Ellie has no playing on porn policy. No playing on porn policy. All right, it's fine. We'll, we'll play something. I'll try to make it. Rules are only there for one week. Good. So, Mirat Sashem, so we'll, uh, we're going to continue in some form in Mirat Sashem on Purim night next week in Mirat Sashem. Kisoy sano bena 
Big time man. 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 Big time man.